happy Friday. Okay, so it's been a week since I've gotten back from Growth Day, which is a, it was a four-day event with Brendan Brichard, gosh, Jamie Kern Lima was there, Trent Shelton, Ed Milet, uh, so many incredible speakers. Let's see, I'm forgetting somebody. Anthony Trucks was there, Lori Harder. It was amazing. And I just kind of wanted to take today's time with you to share what happened at this event. I want to share my main takeaways with you because I know that these takeaways blessed me so much and they stretched me and they challenged me. And I think that they will truly be able to help you and grow you as well. So we're going to be just going through my notes together today. I took, oh my goodness, 30 pages of notes. I promise to only share the main heavy hitters from the event with you, but you're definitely going to want a notebook and pen because we are going to get straight into the details and straight into the tactical takeaways. Now, before we do that, it is the last day for you to get entered into the birthday bash. Wednesday was my birthday. Woohoo! And we are having a fun celebration just so that we can have some fun and celebrate you. Celebrate you for being a longtime listener of the show. Celebrate all of the encouragement that you guys give me as listeners and just take a moment and give back. So today, as your literal last day to get entered into the birthday bash, you can get entered right now for one last day. All you have to do is leave a review for this podcast, scroll down on your phone in Apple Podcasts, down to the review section, and in purple writing, you will see leave a review. Go ahead and leave that five-star review and some text about what you love about the show, how it's helped you, maybe your favorite episode or a quick testimony, and screenshot that review. If you've already left a review, share with a friend. What is an episode that blessed you that would bless someone else? Go ahead and share that in a text message or on your social media. Take a screenshot. Come and share your screenshot in our Facebook community, stephgascommunity.com with the hashtag birthday bash, and you will be entered to win. What the heck are you winning? Well, friend, you could win a 15 minute power coaching call with me. You could win a scholarship to clarify your calling or my podcasting course, PPU, or you could win a faith and productivity gift bundle. All of this is being given away this weekend and someone is going to win. So if you have not taken 30 seconds to get entered, go get it done, son. Quickly leave a review, share it, screenshot it, post it up in our group or share it with a friend via text or social, screenshot it, come and share it in our group. It's that easy. And if you've already been entered, get entered again by sharing it with another friend, screenshotting it and coming and sharing it and come and share it inside our Facebook community. All right, so good luck. We will be posting all the winners no later than Monday inside of our Facebook group, stephgascommunity.com. So good luck to all my entries and uh, can't wait to celebrate with you. Hey friend, do you wanna grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24 seven? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. 
Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. All right, so I first want to talk about the power of immersion. You know, I've talked about this before. I have an episode on the power of immersion. You can listen to episode 87, episode 232, or episode 233. But the truth is, like, you got to get in a room. You got to get in a room. When there is something powerful and extraordinary that happens when I get around this energy of creativity, of creating, of motivated, inspired people who are pushing forward to pursue their dreams. And it unlocks something in my heart. It unlocks this bigger vision of what I'm, what I'm capable of. And it fuels me up so much. So Something that as I look back on this journey of being an entrepreneur for 11, no, almost 12 years, friends, every time I get in a room, I have a breakthrough. Time in and time out. So this could look like a peer-led mastermind. This can look like a small mastermind of five people. Maybe you need to go somewhere and actually get with humans. I will say I do feel that in-person events are so, it's, you're able to fully drop in, right? You're present on another level versus something virtual. You're halfway available because your phone is still there. It's short. Like being able to go at least once a year and like fully let go of all that life is throwing at you, of the the tugging that you have when you have children that you got to take to school and pick up and the stuff that hangs over your head as far as taking care of your home or showing up in your business, it's gone because you're gone. You are somewhere else. And so being able to leave and physically go somewhere, and I know that's not possible for all of you right now, but just if you can budget for that, if you can pray for that opportunity, you know, it's extraordinarily powerful. So my husband and I did Brendan's last event in 2000, which was actually his last live event before covid happened. And so I knew how much I loved Brendan's events. He's amazing because my husband is in corporate and I'm obviously an entrepreneur. So I'm trying, we try to find these events that can fuel both of us and it's not just entrepreneurial and it's not just corporate or it's not just health. So I love Brendan's events because he takes this holistic approach on productivity and wellness and growth in all aspects of your life, which you guys know I'm huge on. I think that It's possible for us to be our absolute best in every area of our lives collectively. And so anyway, we got the opportunity to go and I said, heck yes, I am in. And so we went and it was, it exceeded all my expectations, absolutely exceeded all of my expectations. I was so blessed by it. I was so stretched by it and I'm really excited to share what happened for me there, the takeaways that I've had, and some fun next steps that I'm taking because of this incredible room that I was blessed to be a part of. So go ahead and get out your notebook and your pen because I'm just going to go through all of the major things I wanted to share with you. I've highlighted them and we're just going to go through them and have an open heart, be receptive, and ask yourself, 
how does this apply to me? Or how can I implement this into my own life? The first thing, and I've known this about Brendan a long time, before he goes to bed, he asks himself three questions. Now, these are his questions. So come up with your own three questions that really matter to you. But when we sit and we reflect, I know that so many of us do morning routine, right? We get our mindset right. We pray. We get into scripture. We get focused on what it is that God is calling us to do that day. I always share with you guys that I ask Holy Spirit to prioritize my day too. But at night, are we reflecting? Are we really dropping in and and asking God, like, did I live today, right? Was I fully alive today? So the three questions that Brendan asks, one, did I live? Two, did I love? And three, did I matter? And he asks himself those three questions before bed. And obviously not every day is a yes, 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 but most days are because his decision is to live every day with absolute and complete fullness and absolute aliveness. And I just think that's so beautiful. So to come up with your three questions and start asking yourself that each evening. Okay, then Ed Milet came out on the stage. And you guys, I don't know if you follow Ed or not. (laughs) I've listened to some of his podcasts. And, um, you know, to be honest, I was like, oh, I don't know. He seems like a bro. He's got his fancy cars and his jet and his island. He makes $500 million. Like, not sure. So I didn't really know what to expect. But the second Ed got on the stage, I, I have to say, like, I'm blown away by how God was working through the leadership at this event. He got out and one of the first things out of his mouth was, I am a Christian and everything that I do is for my king, right? The lion, the lamb, like he went just, he went there immediately and really set this tone and this posture of his faith from the get-go. And what I noticed is every single speaker, every single one you, you, you guys, spoke about how God has played a major role in getting them where they are, how he has redeemed them from something. God was mentioned by every speaker. Christianity was mentioned by a few speakers and even Jesus was mentioned. And to see these sprinkles of God show up in each and every speaker was so much confirmation for me that he is doing a mighty works He is working. He is working in secular areas. He is deep in the personal development space right now. God is just on the move. It was really incredible to see that. So anyway, it made me like Ed a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, all right, we got got this. So one thing that Ed said that I loved, you won't know you're doing something incredible when you're doing it. So many of us are looking for the validation in the right now. We're looking for the money that will prove our course is successful, or we're looking for the the review that will tell us that we're doing a good job on our podcast. But the truth is, is that the incredible things that we are doing right now, we're not going to know about it because it's not even about us, right? It's about showing up and giving and serving. And one of the other things he said is the extent you're responding is the extent you're alive. So are you responding to every opportunity that God puts in front of you? Are you responding when you feel the tug to pray for someone specifically? Are you responding when God asks you to rest? Like what's your response? And he says response ability equals your responsibility, right? So it's our responsibility to respond. Now, another thing Ed 
has is a book called The Power of One More. We've ordered it. I'm excited to read it. My husband's pumped to read it as well. But this concept that you are one more away, you're one decision away from changing your life. You're one event away from the connection that changes everything. You're one coach away. You're one conversation away, right? Like I want you to look at your life through a lens of possibility and response ability and ask yourself, what's one more thing I can do to be better, right? What's one more episode I can put out? What's one more conversation that I can have with my kid today? What's one more way that I can shepherd this home? What's one more thing I can do to feed my body a healthy food? Like it's looking at things in these bite-sized pieces that allow you to keep moving forward without that overwhelm. Okay, going through my notes, if you hear the flipping of the pages. Okay, we're back to Brendan now. And something that he said, which was really hit for me in the in the positioning that I'm in in my life right now, is that you're in one of three places. You're caged, which means you feel stuck. Maybe you're in a bad health situation, a bad relationship. You feel like your business isn't breaking through. You feel caged. Two, you feel comfortable. So you've had some success or things are fine. Things are great. Like you're in your comfort zone, which he says is not a bad thing to be in your comfort zone. It's just bad to stay there. Or three, you're charged. You are working on something incredible. You are pushing yourself to be better, right? You are raising the lid in your health or your marriage or your relationships or in your parenting. Like you're pushing up and you're becoming the best version of you. And so one thing that hit for me that he said is successful people often fall into number two. They fall into comfort because we made it, right? Like everything's great. I know how to operate where I'm operating. I'm going to sit here because it was so hard to get here. And that really landed for me because I feel like I'm kind of there. I have had success in the past three years and it's feeling really great. And I know what to do and I've got the team and I've got the systems and everything's fine. Right. And so he says, that's exactly where you lose your magic. When you forget that there's a next level for you and you lose sight of the charged life because we are created to live the charged life. And if we're not living the charged life, we're going to feel this level of discontentment even when we are successful. So remembering that you don't want to drop into comfort zone for too long. Okay. Next, he talked about what all truly incredibly successful people have in common. They have meaningful pursuits, which means something that they are striving towards. And I know that us in the, in, you know, Christianese striving is such a bad word, but the reality is like, there are seasons of striving. There are seasons of hustle. And I think that that's okay. It's okay to push forward into something with all that you have and all that you are to get where God's trying to grow you. And then know like, cool, now I'm going to rest. Like it's not a hundred percent balanced all the time. And so being willing to have a meaning, meaningful pursuit that you are chasing that is healthy, you know, that is good for you. Like right now I'm chasing my health at another level. I'm meal prepping and I'm cooking every meal and I'm juicing and it's like a lot, you know, but I have these, this meaningful pursuit in my life in this area. And so I'm going to push into that. So what's your next meaningful pursuit? They have daily practices. So This looks like a morning routine, morning intention, those evening questions that we talked about. Are you working out every day? Are you spending 20 minutes connecting with your kids after school? Like what is your daily practice 
that keeps you from falling into stagnation, distraction, and your comfort zone. They are alive, fully alive. And so this question of, and this awareness around like, what makes you fully alive? Is it when you're speaking? Is it when you're writing? Is it when you're outside? Is it when you're cooking? Is it when you're fully at rest? Like, when are you the most alive? And then like leaning into that and doing more of that. I'm so alive when I'm mountain biking. I'm so alive when I'm speaking, when I'm podcasting, when I'm coaching. That's where I'm supposed to be, right? Which doesn't mean we don't get, we don't, we only get to do that because that's unrealistic, but it means we can do more of that, right? And that creates more vibrancy in your life. And then lastly, they're deeply connected. Successful people are deeply connected with themselves, with God, and with other people. They have deep, real, meaningful relationships. So just some things for you to think about. What are your meaning? What's your meaningful pursuit right now? What do your daily practices look like? Are you leaning into the things that make you truly feel alive? And are you deeply connected with other people? All right, next up is Jamie Kern Lima. Now I've heard her speak twice. I've also read her book, highly recommended. Her book is called Believe It, Jamie Kern Lima, L-I-M-A. And she's amazing. She's so amazing. And she's super sweet, like super, super sweet. So Jamie talked about hopes and dreams and growing into who you are and out of self-doubt. Now, some steps are what you want. What do you really want? What are you trying to go for? Why do you want it? Actually taking action on it, which I think we all know, and then believing it's possible for you. But the one that we forget about is believing you're worthy of it. So she took us through this exercise of asking ourselves these questions. What do you really want to do right now? What's on your heart? What's next, right? What's, and in Brendan's words, what's the meaningful pursuit that you are trying to focus on or the thing you want to do but haven't started? What is it? And we had to write it down. Then she played worship music. Ha ha. See? Oh God. Just like, but God, like the way he was working in the room, like there was somebody, there was a couple people, like they got out of their seat chairs and they were straight up worshiping in the, in the aisles. And I was like, but God, but God, you guys don't be afraid of putting yourself in places that aren't labeled Christian. Like you could be used in such a powerful way. Like I heard somebody tell me once recently, don't be afraid of the spiritual seekers. They're the ones who are most available for Jesus. If that blesses anybody today, it blessed me because I was, you know, for a time afraid of being in the wrong room or being in a room where someone might influence me. And the reality is like, I'm in Christ. Like talk about who's going to influence who it's about to be me. Like I am anointed in the King. And if he wants to put me there, I'm going to open my mouth and he shall fill it. So be blessed. Okay. So what we did is after we discovered what we were supposed to be working on or the thing we're avoiding five years from now, what does your life look like? And what are you feeling if you don't do it? And we had to journal over that 10 years from now, how old are you? How old is your, are your kids? How old is your spouse? If you have one, what does it feel like if you wait 10 years to take action, write it down 20 years from now, how old are you? How old are your family members? How do you feel if you don't take action. And I journaled over this. Everyone was crying. It was super powerful. And for me, 
that thing that really came up was the book. And I know I've talked to you guys very briefly about the call to write a book. When I was seven, I wrote down, I'm going to be an author. And I've written 15,000 words of this book that I don't know what it is. It's just a a beautiful combination of stories. And I've got some themes, but it's just not clear. And so I put it away because it's not clear. And I made some excuses around it's not the right time. Maybe when the kids are older, I don't have clarity on it. And the thing that kept coming up for me at this event was this book is not about you. This book is my contribution to the world through you. Sit and write the book. So do it now was the consensus. Like time is not promised. All of us have lost somebody in some capacity that means something to us. And some of us more than one person. And some of us have lost a lot of people. And we know that time is not promised. And something that, let me see who said this. Um, I think it was, yeah, Trent Shelton. He said, you're disrespecting time because we don't know if you have one more day. How disrespectful to say, I'll do this later, not knowing if you even have later. Like, how are you contributing to the world in the time that you have, which is right now? And so it just really hit me. Like, who am I to decide I get to choose when to write this book that God's asked me to to write? Who am I to worry about the outcome of the story? Like, it's his story. So my commitment is to work on 500 words a week, which... I can do this, you know, like this is so doable. So it was to write down one way to move forward on the thing that you wrote down. So I pray that you guys do that exercise as well and commit to one action that you can do to move forward. Some other things she said is inauthenticity ensures you're not successful. Stand for something. Stand for something, even if it's not widely accepted even if it's against the masses, right? Like you guys know that I stand for not having to be a victim to your time on social media, not having to sit there and post over and over and over again and trying to build this personal brand on social media because I don't, I know that it does not work and it's a waste. Like I stand for that for you guys because I was able to build this business all the way past 400K in revenue, 100% organically before we ever spent a dollar on any type of paid advertising or paid marketing of any kind, which yes, I think you should do that later when you grow past 400K organically, right? But I want you to know I stand for picking your one thing, which for me is podcasting. Like I stand for it. I'm unafraid of it. I'm unapologetic about it. Like what do you stand for? And going ahead and leaning into that authenticity, Um, rejection is God's timing, his protection or his redirection, super powerful. So not to be afraid of rejection. Okay. Anthony trucks. I had never heard Anthony trucks before, but, um, I was really impressed. He too talked about his faith quite a bit from the stage, just like in awe, in awe of God's beautiful timing 
and his uh, conviction through these speakers. It was so, so beautiful to watch. Anthony said, go, okay, Anthony has this whole movement called dark work. And the premise is like, it feels super new and shiny and fun, right? When you consume something new and you come with it up with this amazing idea and you're going to do this new fancy thing. But like, you got to go dark and actually do the work when nobody's looking, nobody's clapping for you, when nobody sees it, you know, like 12 years of being a full-time entrepreneur, 80% of it is dark work for me. Like I'm in the trenches. I'm, you know, training my team. I'm right. I'm podcasting. I'm whatever I'm doing, journaling. I am writing content. I am organizing stuff. Like, I don't know, whatever the heck it is that I do. It's stuff that is unseen, especially in the beginning. And so you got to go harder as it gets harder. He said, I've done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. No one can put out the light if you do the work in the dark. Super powerful. He has you do a declaration. I just did blank and I will do blank next because back to what I mentioned earlier, you completed something and now we want to climb into our comfort zone and live there. Like, oh, I launched my podcast. Okay, bye. Oh, I'm, you know, got my first coaching client. Okay, bye. I did it. Ooh, okay. See you later. Exit stage left. Like, no, 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 no. You did a thing. What was it? What will you do next? Not to say you don't get to rest and take a moment and get some reprieve, of course. But what's the next thing? Because we don't want to, just because we find a bit of success, stay stagnant, right? We need to continue to rise into more. Rise into more, okay? More clients or a bigger podcast or more opportunity or the next mastermind or more rest. Like there's level of moreness in every single thing that you do that is glorifying of God and it's glorifying of the gift he's given you. And so not stopping just because you did the thing and sharing that with somebody to give you that accountability. Okay, which brings me to something else Brandon Brendan was talking about was the question, is more a negative word for you? Which simply means you have a fixed mindset. Why do you think that? Who told you that? It's not biblical. The Bible talks about abundance. The Bible talks about multiplication. The Bible talks about growth and stretching and challenging. And, you know, you're called. Like, we have work to do here. We are, we are anointed. We are crowned. Like, we are chosen. So we need to stop believing that more, obviously more for the wrong reasons is bad. Of course. Worldly more? Yep, not for it. But God-led more? Like, more connection, more meaning, more love, more action, more discernment, more in our marriages, more in our relationships with our children, more financial abundance so that we can give and serve and do more. Like, yeah, I'm here for that kind of more. Are you? All right. Um, oh, one other exercise we had to do was instead of using words like, I'm not good at blank or, ooh, I'm scared to do blank or, ooh, I can't do blank, was to say, I'm going to get great at blank. So one thing for me that I am terrified to do is do things alone. I don't love doing masterminds by myself or events by myself. I don't like to travel alone. 
I get a little anxious. And so I wrote down, I'm going to get great at traveling alone. And this year already I've gone to a high level mastermind retreat alone, flew alone, stayed in a hotel alone, Ubered alone, went to the thing alone and I made it and I did it and it was fantastic and I learned and I grew and then I wanted to go back into my comfort zone. I did it. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, no, no. How do you get great at this thing that scares you? So what is that for you? Is it podcasting? Is it speaking? Is it coaching? Is it running? Is it working out? Is it eating healthy? Like, where are you struggling? And to start using the phrase, I'm going to get great at blank and being unavailable for I can'ts and I shoulds and I'm bad at like we're unavailable for that. It's not even part of our vocabulary anymore. You with me? Okay. Then Trent Shelton, um, super powerful. I love Trent. I've listened to his podcast for a long time. The first time I heard this man talk about protect my peace and God, I was like sold out. So he's got the straight up podcast and Trent Shelton talks about potential is pointless if you're not in it. Like you can have all the potential in the world, but until you're going to tap into it and actually do something with it, it's pointless. You're a choice away from a new beginning. You're a commitment away from a new life. How true is that? Again, like we're constantly led back to this concept of do the work, right? Rise up, show up, push yourself, go now, like, are you committed or are you interested? I loved this. I squared it. I highlighted it. I underlined it. Are you committed or are you interested? Committed people get the breakthrough. Committed people live a charged life. Committed people do things of greatness. Committed people are fulfilled. Interested people, they wish, they want, and they wallow because they don't actually do anything about it. Uh, Trent is also the one that talked about disrespecting time and that forever has an expiration date. So, you know, pushing forward, getting it done. He said, faith is in your feet. Mm. Y'all, we need a t-shirt. We need a t-shirt. So good. Another concept that Trent talked about was being elite. Are you elite at what you do? You don't need to be elite at everything, but at what you do, at the thing that gives you aliveness, are you elite? Are you elite at that thing? And if not, how do you become elite at what you do? Well, you need to be consistent with your effort, consistent with your execution, and consistent with your excellence. I loved that so much. Um, mistakes are feedback to be great. And then lastly, the very last session, um, was all about distraction. And I get super passionate about this concept because living a distracted life means death to your dreams. Let me say that again. Living a distracted life means death to your dreams. Brendan made this chart about what he has discovered after working with probably thousands, definitely hundreds of million and billion dollar leaders whether CEOs, whether executives, NFL football players, he's worked with Oprah and Usher. Like he finds this consistent problem. Our day is full of open gaps and those open gaps we then fill with distraction. 
He said the average person spends just an hour a day distracted, which equates to 30 hours a month. And those 30 hours a month equate to four work days. If you multiply that by 12, that's 48 lost work days a year. 48 lost work days a year that we are wasting distracted. The average person picks up their phone 100 times a day. So the reason that he brought all this up is like, how, what could you do with 48 extra days, work days a year? What could you do with that? What could you do if you stopped picking up your phone? And Brendan, I thought it was so funny. He talked about this, that he constantly loses his phone. You guys, I've talked about that so many times. Like my goal is to lose my phone multiple times a day. I want my phone to be the least important thing about me. I want to not even know where it is when I'm here at the house. Like I want to lose it and I do. It's constantly somewhere else. It's out of my person and I am obsessed with that. I would, I don't even want it. I want to go back to like house phones or flip phones because I think that the phone is the number one distraction for people. And if you have to pick something up 100 times a day, it should be your Bible. Are we picking up our phone more than we are picking up scripture or our Bible? Or are we looking at our phone more than we look into the eyes of our kids or our spouse? We have a distraction problem. And until we admit it and we take control and we take action against it, it starts to take over. So how can you get an hour back per week? And if not, and I think for most of you per day, by beginning to eliminate distraction in your life. And I have some work that I'm going to be doing on giving you guys some tools and resources to overcome distraction in the coming months because I, I've conquered it. Like I really have. I, I lead such a distraction-free life and just some really simple, easy tips that I have for you is, and I've said these a hundred times, but until you guys actually do it, you are not going to get results from it. Are you committed or are you interested? Ask yourself that question when I give these tips to you. One, delete the social apps off of your phone on the weekends. Start there. Then, ideally, you will delete them in perpetuity. Um, get rid of notifications on your phone, all of them. There's no reason that you need to be notified when somebody emails you. You're not working on email right now and not the best of you is going to show up because it's distracted and it's also distracting you from whatever it is that you're doing. Put phone baskets in each room of your home and put your phone away unless you actually need to call someone or use it. Some other things that you can do is close all the extra tabs on your computer when you're working and just have the one thing open that you're doing at any given time. Use time blocks to know when you're going to go work out, that you're going to work out for the glory of God. When you're going to sit and have dinner with your family, you're fully in it for the glory of God. And when you're working, that you're fully in it for the glory of God. And everything that you do, you show up 100% and you are unwilling to be distracted from that one thing that you're focused on. So those are a few things that I've done. There are so many more, but it all comes back to a posture in your heart of wanting and willingness to change, to get that time back so that you can actually go dark, right? And do the work. Okay, so that is everything that I took away from this. A few cool things that happened. One, I'm gonna be beginning on writing the book again, which is cool. And then second thing is that I actually am going to be doing um, a high-level mastermind with Brendan and some of the other coaches that were there and be able to go to LA once a month to learn, to get coaching, um, to go to dinner. And 
in the middle of the months do different trainings that have to do with health, high performance, and wealth management, things like that. So I'm really excited. I will definitely be bringing you guys some takeaways that I learn all along the way. But it's me getting in the room and chasing that aliveness and that thing that unlocks what's next for me. And I encourage you guys to do the exact same thing. If you want to be part of a mastermind program where you can be in the room with other Christ-centered podcasters just like you, bi-weekly coaching, powerful office hours with my team, community with other believers who are running the same race, doing the same business model as you, Podcast to Profit is completely available for you. You can come apply right away. We look at our applications every other day. And if you are accepted, you can get started right now. That is at podcasttoprofitmastermind.com. If there is one thing I can promise you, it's that investing in you never returns void. And the return on that is always infinitely more than you ever expect to be possible. Because when you get in a room that stretches you and grows you and gives you the tools that you need to go to the next level, you will be able to dig in, get committed, and actually do the work. All right. I hope that this blessed you. I will see you guys so soon. Have a great weekend and may God bless. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you'd take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.